Thank you for tuning in to the Hope Community Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to The Dwelling, episode number five. We've titled this one, The Love Bucket. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll get into what that is here in a second. Um, super stoked about doing these. Uh, if you want to know what we're doing and why we're not looking at the screen, it's because we are sharing this right now. And I'm done already. Audrey. Audrey. Boom. <laughs> Lindsay's already done. I'm trying to, but... Clicks. Trying. <laughs> click faster. Trying to click faster. <laughs> What's it doing? Um... I'm the one that doesn't have this much trouble with. I got it. I got it right okay. here. Right here. So here we go. Gotta get to. Here it is. Click on the thing with no, the, the it, notification. It wouldn't let me do it. Yeah, you just don't know how to work it. <laughs> I'm not a boomer. <laughs> Come on. Closer to one than I am. Well. <laughs> um. You're not supposed to type, you're just supposed to post it. No, you can go back and edit it later. Go back and edit it. Yeah. See what we're doing. They can Ah. see it, they'll see your beautiful face. Is that what it is? Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) So, here's what we got going on. Last week, uh, last week was one of those moments where we were kind of like, what are we going to talk about? Right? And, uh, not playing well. Sorry, it's just kind of life right now. But, um, but you did, you did have some really cool things. We talked about some stuff that was written on our refrigerator. We talked about how, um, we are prepared for peace Mm -hmm. way before any war has ever been waged against us. Right. And we're to live from peace. But out of that conversation, which normally works well with us, we tend to. Rabbit trail. Uh, rabbit trail and banter off each other quite well. We would be really good radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just shy and awkward, and it takes me a little while to warm up. I don't have the... That's okay. But when she warms up, the things just start to flow, and they're really good. So one of the last things that we talked about last week, uh, somebody, somebody brought up about how crazy the world is, and uh, it's hard to love and it's hard to walk in peace and you brought up and we forgot the greek word but we figured it out yeah but we talked about uh, uh the, uh, the the self uh emptying love and that is gnosis yes greek for emptying yes that's what it means that's where it comes emptying and it is uh something that has been uh taught in the church about uh, essence of who God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit actually are. The cool thing is um, something that the early church first started teaching, especially when it came to the incarnation or the revealing of the divine in creation, is they talked about kenosis and they talked about how the Father is love and the Father empties himself, all the love, into the Son. And the Son empties all himself into the Spirit, and the Spirit empties all herself into the Father. Mm -hmm. And so it's this 
recycling, or it's not really recycling, but it's actually just this ever-evolving expression of kenosis. This giving of love. And the very first, this is what's so cool, and the, I can't take credit for this, the Carpadocia Fathers in the early 4th century. Carpadocia? Yes. Uh, they were the ones who, who, who uh, penned this or came up with this or taught this. But the first time the incarnation, the first time that uh, the divine uh, exploded or, uh, or became real in, in creation was at the very beginning of beginnings. So all of creation begins with kenosis. So every created thing, everything that's created is the self-emptying of love, the self-emptying of God into creation. And Jesus is the face of that kenosis. He shows us as humans how to live kenosis in real life. He shows that you know, through humility and service and surrender and empathy and compassion, friendliness, listening. He is... Uh, he is kenosis, uh, he is the definition of kinetic love, and he has only one operational mode. That is self-image of kenosis. Um, just to back that up, as I'm looking here, uh, the Gospel of Mary 2.2, the Savior said, All natures, all forms, all creatures exist in and with one another. And they will be resolved again into their own roots, for the nature of matter is released into the roots of its nature. So that, to me, is talking about what you just said about how it just goes around and around, like it's never, it just, it's, it is you, and it's within you, and around you, and it's all of those things. It is, it, it's actually who we are as humans. If God is love, God is love, and, there, and there's, there's agape, right? There's Agape love, which is the, 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 the God kind of love, the, that, that is love. And then the operation of agape is kenosis, kinetic. It, it flows effortlessly out, completely, totally, all giving. And that now flows into you. So if the Father is love and you're created in His image, guess what you are? Love. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Do you not realize about yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? If Christ is in you and Christ is love, guess what? You are love. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, Christ the love, Christ kenosis, Christ agape in you is hope. Boom. <laughs> and so... If this is the basis of who we are, if we are uh, kenosis love, a self-emptying love, if that is who we are, then our love bucket, which is the title of this episode, is, whether we realize it or not, it's always full. That is our present reality. That is uh, the place from where we live. It's a place where you can live if you recognize and, uh, and live from it. Um, you you are love. You can live from love, and you sh and you can give love freely out of you. Jesus showed us that all time to the point to where the one, the ones that he loved, the ones that everybody said were 
dirty dogs, scoundrels, mm-hmm. losers, harlots, prostitutes, um, the broken, the beaten, the ones that nobody wanted any to, anything to do with, the ones that the religious system at the time wanted nothing to do with. Those are the ones that Jesus hung out with, and he self-gave that love so much that others said that he was friendly to them, that he was best. The Message Bible says that they called him, uh, he's acting like old friends, best friends, the way he hangs out with them. And that is uh, the byproduct of this kenosis that we're talking about. been doing the last few weeks it's kind of like an unofficial study of mary magdalene revealed yes because <laughs> i read it now i'm kind of reading it about it i think no Did, you still reading reading it. okay yes. well that's where a lot of this is coming from because it's just opening a lot of things um and so part of this is from that book and it's just some notes i took um greek gnosis the act of emptying she also says, releasing the ego's idea or will, allowing the divine to act through us. So, the, is it canonic path? Yeah. I'm from West Virginia, the, so it's going to come out however it comes the out. The canonic path. I say path. kinetic. It's, no, kin- it's an O. It's an O, so it's not kinetic. Okay, anyway. Yes. It is spiritual path to self-emptying love. The goal, hey, sh- the goal is not to cling to anything, to disengage the egoic operating system, to see with the heart. Because we've been talking about how our heart is what connects us with the Father, and so that's what we want to flow from, and that's where kenosis flows from. That's where that self-giving, self-emptying love comes from. But the ego, that thing that's bruised and hurt, that wants to wage war all the time, because it feels like it has to be right. Um, I love what Thomas Merton talks. Uh, Here we go with the Merton. <laughs> he talks about uh, <laughs> war and peace. And he says the reason why we wage war with so many folks is because we hate ourselves. And all of that is from the ego. Because we think that, you know, this person has said this. Or we think this about ourselves. Or this situation happened. And so it's caused these things to bruise our ego. And so we fight and wrestle and are angry out of that and so when we see someone else and they're dealing with something or they act a certain way we automatically demonize it because we see ourselves in that act mm-hmm. and that all comes from the ego and um that's going to hinder the process the ability to empty to uh pour out from your love bucket because one of the important things in that book is that because we have so many opinions about ourselves and other people, we forget that we're all the same. Like, we're all connected. So it's easy for me to get mad at you for whatever reason because I forget that we're, we're connected. We are the same. We're all within each other. But what I, what I get mad about in you is a reflection of what I don't like about myself or something that I see in myself that right. is undesirable or whatever. It, 
Um, just sorry, I'm reading from. Uh, but he says, "For it is this which makes us see our own evil in others, un- and unable to see it in ourselves. We we see all that junk in somebody else, and we're so blinded by it that we don't understand that that's actually what's down in us. That's why it's so important to um, to move from this self emptying." The self-emptying idea of love. And we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, and I think it's good to talk about it this week too. Um, sometimes people feel like, well, I can't give any more love, or I can't even share any love because of past hurt and past things that have happened to me, and even folks that have hurt me. So if then if I try to go and try, to, if I try to go and love and try and go and do these um, self-emptying things, then the person that hurt me, you know, it's like they got away with it. It's like it doesn't even matter. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter that they hurt me. But actuality, it's the opposite. You're showing that that person can't stop you. That person can't hinder you. That person, no matter what they said, no matter what they did, doesn't stop you. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop love. It doesn't stop uh, who, you, who you are. And and and. In no way, shape, or form does that diminish your pain and your hurt and what you went through. Um, but it should encourage you to know that it doesn't stop you. The same thing goes with if you operated in your ego and you did something stupid. That doesn't negate love. It doesn't negate who you really are. Because the dumb thing that you did out of your ego isn't really you anyway. That's your false identity. The false you. Yes, it's the, yeah. <laughs> it's the ego. It's the false you. It's not the real you. And so the, the overcoming and stepping into who you are and actually walking in that love is you stepping into who you really are. And if anybody would ever bring up, you know, you did this, you did that, then you just say, I know I did because I was dumb. I did. You, it's, it's, the, it's the understanding of, yeah, I, that was not me. I was making decisions out of anger. I was making decisions out of stupidity. I was doing things out of a pain and hurt. And, and you know, even to the point of if, if you had hurt the person that's saying that to you, just say, I get, listen, the reason why I did those things is because I saw something in you that, that really was, it was me. And I lashed, I, I lashed out at it. And I shouldn't have done that. Own it. Apologize for it. Say you're sorry. Walk in love. But mm-hmm. it. Those things, what you did with your egos does not negate the love that actually is you. What we have to do is we have to find the real us. The love of us is found in that kenosis. The true definition of that kenosis comes from that which is agape. So what we tend to do, I'm going to try to kind of have an outline. I'm going to try to bring us there, but you can stop us if you want to. Um, (laughs) But when we, if we want to live in a life of love, flow in this kenosis, then we're going to have to realize that there's some things from our ego that we try to build, try to set in place. 
uh, and we tend to do them from religious systems. We tend to make up laws and regulations, teachings to try to control. Mm-hmm. Is that a good bridge? Bridge. A bridge to the chapter that you mm-hmm. go for. It. Yeah, just read the whole thing. Okay. Read the chapter. This is um, the Gospel of Mary 4. Oh. Um, when the Blessed One had said these things, he greeted them all, saying, Peace be with you. Bear my peace within yourselves. Beware that no one leads you astray, saying, Look over here or look over there. For the child of humanity, which literally means son of man, um, is within you. Follow it. Those who will seek it will find it. Go then and proclaim the good news of the realm. Do not lay down any rules beyond what I determined for you. Nor give a law like the lawgiver, lest you be confined by it. And when he said this, and that made me laugh. He said that, and he was like, peace, peace done, back. I also love the definition, instead of using the, says, the realm. The, yeah, the realm. That's in the Gospel of Thomas. It is, too. But, um, you want to, what stood out to you about Um... It was verse 9 where it says, Do not lay down any rules beyond what I determined for you, uh, lest you be confined by it. <laughs> Which, this is, what I, this is what I automatically do when I hear things like this. He said, um, Do not lay down any rules beyond what I determined for you. And so I automatically, in my brain, I go, Okay. Were there rules that Jesus laid down for us? That's what I wrote right here when I read it. I wrote you did. Mary for what rules did you Yes. And so my brain starts ticking and I start rolling through and I said, there was a place somewhere Jesus talked about that. Oh! And it was in response to someone who was trying to trick him, asking about which rules are the best rules. And then what comes out of that conversation is this. What rules did he what rules did he lay out or what law did he give out or what thing did he put out there, teachings that we should go by? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. Right? Or as I like to say it, love the Lord your God with everything you got, and then love your neighbor as yourself. There's three things there. Love, Father, Son, Spirit. With everything. Heart, mind, soul, God. That's a connection. That's a relationship, right? Because you're talking about three things. You're talking about who you actually are. It's even to the point of you're loving him out of your heart, which is how you see, because that's that's how you connect with the Father. It's out of your uh, soul, which is your connection with all this stuff around here. And then it talks about the mind or the ego. Mm -hmm. Even with that, putting that in a position to where you're in connection with him. And it's out of that uh, relationship of love, right? He's pouring love out on you. You're receiving that love. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? You begin to do something, something amazing. That's what we're talking about when it comes to the heart and seeing who you really are. You begin to love yourself, right? And so you start to love yourself. And then what happens out of that? It's the self emptying love 
into your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And so, um, he says, uh, go then and proclaim this good news of the realm. What's the good news of the realm? What he taught, he said, only do what I'm, I'm telling you to do. Well, that's it. And he said, he gives this warning. He says, if you start creating any laws, any rules beyond what I taught, those three things, yeah. what's going to happen? You are going to be constricted by those Confined. laws. Confined. Yeah, I was just adding. Arrested. In handcuffs. I mean, that's that's basically bound what you up. do. Bound up. You you hinder yourself mm-hmm. from loving. Yourself from love relationship. Later. Love for yourself. Love for others. Um. Can we just say who who's your neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor. Really, everybody. Basically, neighbor neighbor is just an expression of humanity, of humanity as you would. Want. And if that's not a message that needs to be heard right now, mm-hmm. like for real. Um. But. Uh, Merton week. It, it has been um, in this. Uh, he, he he. There's this one chapter where he talks. He's talking about love. It's from his. It's from his book called the, the Merton Reader. Um, but he he basically says that this is who we're created in the image of. We're created in the image of God, and our happiness consists in. That relationship and all and in and in completion, it's that we are being identified with Him in Christ. That that's where that that happiness comes from. And one of the the, the things that's rooted deep down in our nature is that we're free. And the reason why we're free is because God is free. God cannot be constricted, confined, cannot be controlled. He is completely, utterly. Free, and how that freedom flows is from His love, and He created us in His image, and so that's the same way we are created free, and how that freedom flows is from love. And the moment, the moment that we put restrictions on that freedom is the moment that we become snared. It's the moment we come become confined. It's the moment that we eat of an apple. Because we choose chains over freedom. And so Christ, you know, when he's talking to those those um, religious leaders and they're trying to trick him and trying to figure out, you know, what's, what's the teaching, he's basically presenting to them once again the tree of life, the tree of knowledge. We always think, when you hear knowledge, we always think that that means truth. That's mm. It's not what it means. And so he's in this moment, he's, he says, listen, you can live life. Life is freedom. And life and freedom is expressed through love. And so if you're operating in, the, in that three-chord love, love God, love yourself, love your neighbor, then what flows out of that freedom is going to be good stuff. Because yep. you're not going to hurt your neighbor. So there's, the things that right. you do aren't going to be dumb. 
right? This doesn't mean you don't do stupid stuff every once in a while. But you're not going to be dumb. You're not going to hurt your neighbor. You're not going to steal from your neighbor. You're not going to... Well, I'm just not going to go down all that. But you're just not going to do all that stuff, right? But the moment, the moment you try to confine freedom Mm -hmm. with knowledge, rules, the moment you do that is the moment you determine, I can go so far before it's considered hurting, right? I can go so far uh, in how I relate to people. And honestly, this is, how, this is why systematic racism exists in nations. Go in there. The reason why it exists, <laughs> the reason why it exists, is because we um, bind love, love of neighbor, bind it, and we set all these rules and regulations out so we can see how far we can get away with things. Governments do it all the time. <laughs> we see how far can we hurt this group of people. How far can we can we extend this until something happens? And then when things begin to break, the people creating the rules and the regulations freak out. I'm not saying we don't need laws. I'm talking about things created to hurt other people. How far we can take things. Just look at history. I just, I just wish people would do that sometimes. Just look at history and see the stuff that we've done in the past and see just how... We've done this over and right. over and over again. And let's just get real honest. The church has been really good at, instead of living free and love, living from rules and regulations that's confined, and we have, we have done horrible things in the name of Christ. We've done crazy things. We've justified cycle has to be broken. That saying, like, when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different it's, result, insanity, that's what. So the only, the only way to break, it's going to sound so cheesy, it's going to sound like a Tom Petty song, but the only way... Break that right now. <laughs> the, o- the only way to uh, break this cycle of insanity so that can... bring us <laughs> I can't remember the other words, but yeah. That's Captain and Tennille. You're, you're busting into Captain and Tennille in the middle of the dwelling. Funny story about Captain and Tennille. And it's, it's, anyway, we're going there. Uh, when I was a kid. Young, oh young, my young, goodness. Young. When, when you was, were a young warthog. Yes, when I was a young warthog. We had a record player in our house. I wish we, wish we had it. So awesome. But... One of, I had, there was two records that I loved to listen to all the time. One was a Sesame Street record that had, uh, er, there was a, a moment with Bert and Ernie, and Ernie was sad, and he would go and listen to his feelings. There was this whole song about feelings, and you're supposed to close your eyes, and you were supposed to feel yes. too. And I would lay on the floor next to the record player and play that record and do that. You would think about your feelings? I would. Oh my goodness. I would. Um, I mean, that's great. It's just he doesn't. It's not a feelings person. That's because... It's, I'm trying to bring it out in you, but... It's because people made fun of me for finding my feelings through Ernie. And... 
Why'd you tell me? But there was that record, and then there was the Captain and Tennille record, which you brought up and had that song on it, and I would play that all the time. And okay, our cat uh, has decided to join us. Um, but yeah, so Captain and Tennille, love can bring us together. It is the one thing that can break this cycle of insanity. It's the one thing that can stop and end this. Um, this constant going to not truth, but constant going to knowledge, constant going to our own understanding that brings about rules, regulations, and ladders of success and new levels. Oh my goodness! That just end up binding and burdening and yeah, wearing because people what out. If, like, what is the next level? Like, what does that even mean? I heard that so much when I was growing up, and then it just made me feel inadequate because I had no idea what that meant. Or there's so much more for you. And I'm like, okay, cool. What is it? What is the more? What is it? And no, there was was no answer. There was no more. It was just more goosebumps. There was just more. Right. Nobody said, like, it's inside you. Right. Like, you are all, you're already all that there is to be of you. It's just, we've locked it up. It's not just, and, and here's another thing, it's not that, that we've locked it up, but it's that because the Father is in us, there's so much there that there's new things to discover all the time. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's locked up and like we have to continually reach down and right. let the soul come up and meet that right. and find out new things. Right. And there's new, and there's there's different times in our life. When new we'll, to us things. New to us things. That's good. Um, but there's also times in our lives when we encounter things that we realize that we have to unlock them. Like, right. you know, I I put something on Facebook the other day that I was tired of studying war. I was tired of fighting with myself, which ultimately caused me to fight with others and all, just angry. Mm-hmm. And I got sick and tired of it. And I I I had to look at myself and go, hold on a second. Um, the Father is peace. Jesus said, I'm going to give you a peace that's beyond all understanding. So that is mine. So how do I live from that? And so I started, I started studying peace and quit studying war. Which quit is, studying Facebook. Quit studying Facebook. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Which helped me understand that the reason why I was warring with so many people is because I saw in me stuff that um, I needed to let go of, but I saw it in other people, and so I was, I was making it worse than other people. I was basically demonizing. So, um, something had to shift. So that was something in me that I had to unlock. The Father was there. It's the Father's peace. I'm just finally going, oh yeah, I want that. I'm going to walk in that. I mean, that's it's the process. I want that. I can walk in that. I am walking in that. Now I'm here. Right. So you're, and you know, tomorrow might be a different, complete, completely different day, and I might have to go through that process again. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. I'm opening up. Hi, Jason. Hi, Chandler. What's up? How y'all are here? <laughs> Um, 
But is there anything that you want to throw on? Just uh, kind of kind of closing on this, um, since we're talking about maybe maybe close. Since we're talking <laughs> about love and love, talking about kenosis and um, that self-emptying love. That's how we should walk and live from. Um, as followers of the way, as Christians, as people who would call themselves church, not four walls, not a building, but actually mm-hmm. um, our shift in focus when it comes to ology. I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> so <I guess> you <laughs> but our theology needs to shift where, where um, it's not a system. It's not what this group says or this group, but it has to come down to the only thing that is credible mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Love alone is credible. And I kind of want to close with um, This is what happens when you literally <laughs> underline and highlight entire pages. <laughs> <laughs> Let's show uh, yeah, show the screen. I don't know if you can I don't know see. if you can see it, but the whole thing like the yeah, all of the it. whole the all it's bad. Um, You're gonna have to mark it some other way. Um this is von Hans Urs von Balthasar. Yeah. That's right. Um, but he wrote he's wrote a bunch well, of books. Should be smoking a pipe when they say that. Sorry. But he wrote a book called Love Alone Is Credible, and I would just I would encourage anybody to get it. It's unbelievable. Um, Welcome. Thank you. Yes, this was a birthday present, I think. I don't remember. Um, but he's talking about Christ, and he's saying talking about how Christ, whose heart and essence is love. He goes deeper and he says, The majesty of absolute love that approaches man in revelation goes out to meet him, invites him, elevates him to an inconceivable intimacy. It allows the finite spirit to understand for the first time what it really means to say that God is the holy other, that he is in reality and in essence distinct from the world, supremely happy in himself and from himself, and inexplicably loftier than anything besides himself, which either exists or can be imagined. Apart from this revelation of love, all negative theology. This is this is why it's so important to understand that love alone is credible, and love is Christ, who came and showed us the Father was love. That the Father is ultimately, and all those crazy adjectives that he just used, <laughs> is happy, and there's no way you can change that he's happy. He is the happiest of happies. Is basically, if I can put what Balthasar said in Mickey's, he's the happiest of happies beyond what you can even imagine. And apart from that revelation of love that shows you that true happiness, what comes out of that is negative theology that remains so empty that is in immediate danger of drifting into either atheism or agnosticism or a philosophy of identity. Philosophy. So in other words, 
If our basis is not love, then we can't see the Father who is love, who shows us that he is ultimately happy. And in that happiness, he self-empties himself out into creation because he loves us. And if you can't see that, if you don't catch that, if you don't get that through love, what happens is you create systems, whether you call it Christian, whether you call it church, whatever you call it, it's eventually going to lead to agnosticism, atheism, or philosophies of identity, or in other words, lofty thoughts that put you higher than anybody else. That doesn't explain what evangelicalism is in this country, and I don't know what to say. That's why love alone is That's why the action of that agape, agape alone is credible, the action of that is kenosis. That is, if, if you want to know what the essence of God is, the essence of God is kenosis. Self. It's happy. Not angry. We're not sinners in the hands of an angry God. Not. He is creation. We are the creation in the hands of happy, loving. That's who we are. I know you're going to say, well, that's not what, well, listen. No, that's not what we've heard in some, some instances and in some places. Philosophies of systems that are. We made rules beyond what he determined for us, and we've been confined by it. Exactly. I mean, it's. Right. I'm just. I've just been sitting here staring at it this whole time. Like right. it's. I don't know. Just kind of. Can't, can't get out of that. Because I mean, I've made rules for myself. I feel like you know, growing up in the place we did. Um, that's all it was was rules. Yes. Okay. And if I didn't. Li- exactly what those rules said or whatever like I wasn't living up to some crazy standard then I just I gave it as a teenager I just gave up and I thought well I can't I already can't do the things that everybody else around me is doing because it doesn't feel right to me I just can't do what they're doing I don't see the things that they say they see or feel so I'm just I God's already mad at me so what does it matter why even go through what everybody else? And all that was my thinking and the way that that system was ran was a cage. And what when you read when you when you tell that that story and when you share that scripture from the Gospel of Mary. I start thinking about what Paul said. Paul said, uh, is for freedom, Christ has set us free. It's for freedom's sake. It, it, this is what he's brought us to. Why do we keep going back to that tree of knowledge, tree of restriction, the tree of chains? And I think it's because what 
Burton talks about with um, being in love with war. We are so angry with ourselves. So demonize others. I think we have to. We think that control is a place of safety. It's not. Right. We think that we're helping them be safe we're not. It's causing so much damage and so much trauma in people that it, I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself. It has taken, I mean, it's taken 15 years, 35. And there are still things that I, it's so weird. Like sometimes I'll see something or hear it or, or I'll just have a random memory that I haven't thought of and a really long time and I'll have to come talk to you about it and try to and like work through it because it's literal trauma and it's not like well you need to let the Lord heal that yeah but like you can't just say that and expect it to be gone like you and that's what people used people to, used to do all the time like you don't talk about things and at least like my generation and the one below me or whatnot We've had enough of that. Like, we're going to talk about things. You know? Like, we're not going to... I don't want anybody to feel like they can't talk about things. It's one of the worst things to ever say to anybody when they're actually hurting, processing something to, well, you know, you just just need to pray about it and let the Lord heal you. Or my favorite, well, that's not what my Bible says. Really? Okay, so, really? I mean, that's your answer? That's not what my Bible says, or that's not how I was taught? Or, once again, systems set up to ultimately not lead to freedom, but just to control. And there's some of it, I mean, let's just be honest, there's some of it that I, I, it's not that I'm I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I kind of get it, because... It's easier to do that than to walk in a relationship with freedom. Freedom. Well, because coming at that's it's messy. Yes, extremely and that's the messy. Thing. Relationship is messy. But you, I also like when I get upset about things that have happened and the way people have talked to me in the past. You have to remember, people are reacting from their experience right. and what they were conditioned to you know, believe and say, um, but we have, I think that people have to get past the, well, I don't want to get too involved. And I mean, that's fine. If you don't have, if you can't be a safe space for someone to talk into and just hold that space, then that's fine. Don't try. Right. Say, you know, I have a friend that would be way better to talk to or something because just giving a flippant answer just causes more hurt. And ignores emotions, and, and Chandler just posted that emotions. That. Good, Chandler. <laughs> emotions aren't the enemy. Complacency. Yep. Emotions aren't the aren't the issue. And I love how we I love how we've painted God to be this emotional being. If we're the reflection and the image of. Wow. The deepest of that being love. Right. right. Which should be from, ultimately, what we want all our emotions 
And that, not that we're at that point working towards that's where we want our Or when we, we did feel emotions that, that confusion, even, even emotions that would to a place of stress or whatever, or even um, friction with someone else, that the moment that that begins to happen, pray to love and go, hold on, let's, let's check that for Let's, let's reach out in a different way. That doesn't make that emotion bad. It's just who no. we are. Right. It starts coming off. And that's really hard to start doing, but um, what I'm learning is that if you practice that, like even if you just get slightly annoyed, examine why. And then when you start to, which I'm starting to do, I'm an, um, I'm an eight, <laughs> Enneagram eight. I get fired up very easily. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, change, not change that, but like reframe that into a more healthy expression. That was a very nice way to say that. <laughs> Wasn't that nice? That's good. Um, but yeah, but I've read that if you, um, if you just start with a small emotion, whatever it is, annoyance, fear, like, okay, what, what's happening? What is this trying to teach me in this moment? What can I learn from this? What can I learn from this experience? Like, how can this help me move forward? And make it, like, don't guilt yourself. Right. Oh, I shouldn't have gotten mad about this, or I should have done this better. That, you got to stop. Don't do that. Right. And you're not, see if I, this makes sense. You're not trying to brainwash the, the emotion that came out. No. You're acknowledge it. You're acknowledging yeah. the emotion. And you're growing stronger from it. Yes. And you're and and you're from that emotion, you're releasing. I want to say better emotions. Releasing healthy, healthy emotions. There you go. Healthy emotions. Because there's sometimes that those things stir up. It's a it's a reminder. It's a recognizer that there is something in there that needs attention. There's things in there that that need some love. Some. Uh, <laughs> that, okay, good. That needs um, some whatever just, that word was. That just needs some it. rearranging, some fixing, some some healing. It just needs some healing, and so it's good for that. That's why you have to recognize. I feel like that's a good spot. A good spot. Yeah, we can keep going. We we're gonna land going the plane for now. <laughs> we're gonna land the plane. Um, if anybody else has something there, that would be. So we can just wait a few awkward minutes, and we're just going to stare into the camera. No, well, we can wait, and I can... No, can... just stare into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard to edit this later, because it looks like we froze. Um. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, if you, if, if you have any questions, like we said from the beginning we don't have answers we got responses we got things from our heart that we share uh we love you too dana and uh we would drop yes we love I you too dana. <laughs> and we would throw stuff out to other people if, if of some better responses that we would get uh and like always if you need help with anything prayer anything please let us know if there's something physical that you need ask and we can't um then we'll 
somebody else will keep passing it down the line. We'll find someone that knows something or at least get you in contact with Because we love you guys. Care for Very you. much. Uh, walking with it, walking through all this with you. Um, if if you tuned in tonight and you don't know, you uh, have on Sundays at 10.30. Um, that goes up at 10.30. Hang out with us or watch it anytime you want. Um, we do that. We've been going through the book of Luke, which is awesome. We're reading chapters 17 and 18 this week. I'm excited to talk about what are in those chapters on Sunday. Uh, so that'll be going on uh, tomorrow morning. The uh, next episode of The Chosen Drops, which we're doing a, a watch along. Uh, and you can catch that. I think it drops at 8 o'clock in the morning on Facebook. Uh, it also drops on our website, wearehopecommunity.com. Um, and you can go to the blog section and check it out there. Um, but some really good stuff, and there's some questions and some scripture references and all kinds of things to get you to talk about what you're watching with your family. Put it all together. We're glad to hang out with you tonight. <laughs> Land the plane, babe. Land the plane, babe. <laughs> hey, listen, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you guys on Sunday, too. Yes, we will. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure. <laughs>